Hey, this is Sharan Srivatsa, and welcome back to the Business School Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about the five core human objections, not the sleazy sales objections, but anytime anybody actually enters into a situation where they're potentially going to buy something, they're suspicious. And there's a reason why they're suspicious, because there are these five broad core human objections. And if we can use these on how we think about the world, how we message, how we show up, and how we talk to a client, to a prospect, maybe in marketing or in sales, it makes a lot of things very easy, very quickly. So in this episode, I'm going to break down for you the five core human objections for almost anything. And it all starts right now. One thing is for certain. Just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to, how to grow your business, how to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. All right, the question is, uh, Sharon, have you seen a lot of common objections and uh, is there some way to think about and solve them? So let's talk about first the objections themselves, because I think that if we understand the objections, we can find a way to utilize them in our sales copy, in our sales pitches, in our uh, meetings, we can do it in our FAQs, et cetera. So what I want to talk about today is a couple of things first. So first, I want to talk about uh, what the five core objections are and that I try to think about often whenever it comes to any product or service that we are working on, either on our team or whether we're suggesting that for other people. So uh, the five core objections that we often look at are number one, I don't have enough time. Number two, I don't have enough money. Number three, it won't work for me. Number four, I don't believe you. Number five, I don't need it. So think about this for a second. Um, these five, anyone on my team can answer these, time, these five all the time. It is, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. It won't work for me. I don't believe you. I don't need it. And if you can answer those five core objections, most of the time, almost anything will will work, right? Uh, generally speaking, when it's um, when it's related to a I don't have enough time, they're thinking, hey, you're going to sell me this opportunity, this product, this service, this six weeks transformation. I don't have enough time to spend the three hours a day working on it. The second is they have this mindset gap on the money stuff. It's like, I just don't have enough money. And it may be true, may not be true, but they instantly go, everyone just instantly goes to a, a default visceral, no, no, I just don't want to part with that cash. And they don't know why. They don't know why for any reason. And I'll give you a simple example. One of my clients runs an eight-figure business. And he told me that for a new marketing venture that we were launching, he's going to spend over a couple of year period, up to $2 million is an investment to that. And I didn't ask him about that, but I said, hey, let's actually start to account for this. And then he started accounting for this. And then he realized, he's like, hey, Sharon, I already passed $2 million a couple months ago and I'm still spending. I'm like, I know. 
The reason is he had this $2 million allocation as a marketing spend just in his head. He, it, it was not tied to anything. He just said, because $3 million in a marketing spend sounded too much for him. $1 million, for example, for some reason, sounded too little, which is weird. But he, he had the, hey, I don't have enough, enough money, or I don't, I'm not going to spend anything more than $2 million on this, which is a very weird um, glass ceiling on the money, which is super strange, right? So the, I don't, you want to solve the I don't have enough money objection for a lot of people in the commissioned salesperson role. They think the, when they say I don't have enough money, they're like, yeah, that's just a straight up money objection, right? Hey, I'm not going to pay you that or what you're asking for is too much, et cetera. But we have to find a way to solve the money objection because you know that they are thinking that. And the sooner we can find a way for our presentation, for our pitch, for our structure to solve that, the better. So number one, I don't have enough time to get the result that I want. Number two, I don't have enough money to pay you whether I think you're worth, worth it or not. Number three, I will tell you, this is, this, is, this is very interesting. It is, it won't work for me because this is especially for people where you sell products or services to someone in the service or say coaching or you're a, a real estate agent or your insurance broker, a, 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 you're somebody delivering a transformation of sorts and you're like, yeah, keto won't work for me. Cardio won't work for me. Hiring another agent won't work for me. Getting another life insurance policy won't work for me. Uh, get, hiring another marketing company won't work for me. I had a bad experience with Facebook ads. Facebook ads won't work for me. Like the it won't work for me thing is a really, really interesting thing. So I've seen a lot of, uh, I want to tell you something that you should not do, right? Like, which is, which in my opinion is, uh, I see a lot of, and I think it's actually very negative and I would not do it. Uh, the person that are the people that are out there trying to teach this are trying to instill a fear-based psychology in you so that you instill a fear-based psychology in your clients, right? So uh, the one thing that you should never do are, are these, when, when people are having the, it won't work for me mindset is uh, we have succeeded where they have failed, right? So I've, I see this a lot in, um, I see this a lot in weight loss. I see this a lot in success business coaching. I see this a lot in real estate. Um, I see this a lot in gyms. I see this a lot in, you know, it's, those are very, very common where it's like losing weight, making, getting better health, uh, and, you know, kind of real estate transactions is where I see a lot of this on uh, or financial, like we have succeeded where they have failed. Like there cannot be anything worse that you can put out in your marketing message than we have succeeded where they have failed. There cannot, like it at the very core of you, it is the most sleazy thing to do. And the person that is out there teaching that, bad, right? People are using that is really sad because you never, so here's the problem with we have succeeded where they have failed. You're basically saying I'm better than you, which is a terrible, terrible thing to say, especially where you're saying, hey, I am a, uh, I'm going to help you lose weight. We have succeeded where other people in my industry have failed. I am better than them. All my peers in my industry suck. That's what you're trying to say, right? And that's going to get you nowhere. That's, that's number one. It's really bad karma, right? That's number one. Number two, when you say we have succeeded where they have failed, you're also implying that your client hired someone else before you to get a result and that your client made a bad choice with them. Therefore, your client is an idiot. Right. So it almost goes to them saying, wait, if you've succeeded where they have failed and I made a choice to pay the money and hire them and all of that, 
are you telling me that I had a poor judgment in hiring them? And if I have poor judgment in hiring them, why should I hire you? So it's, it's, and then the third is if you show up and you fail for some reason, then the only thing that you can do is you can blame it on someone else and you can't take ownership of your result. So the, in the, it won't work for me bucket of objections. The one thing that I would never suggest, I suggest you stay away from, which is very bad negativity is never go down, down the path of we have succeeded where they have failed. It's very, 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 it's, it's a toxic place to be. And I would highly recommend you don't do that. It's, it's very negative. So do not do that. Uh, I should not tell you what to do. Uh, my, it is my recommendation that you should not do something like that. Okay. All right. Uh, that's number three. So that the objection, number one, I don't have enough time. Objection. Number two, I don't have enough money. Objection. Number three, it won't work for me, which basically is like the client is feeling that way. The client is feeling that way because they already tried to get that result and they have not gotten that result yet. Number four, I don't believe you. This is a very common thing in the I don't believe you. And let me actually explain one of the I don't believe you components. Uh, and if you in any way are doing keynote speaking, if you are a podcast host, if you um, uh, run a YouTube channel, if you are out there speaking, coaching, training, talking to large groups of audiences, anybody that stands up on stage should listen to this. The audience, when you step up on stage, does not... They just don't believe you because unless you have the three Y frames, three Ys, the three Y frames are, why is this important? Why is it important right now? And why should I listen to you? Right? That's, if you don't answer those three, it's not that they don't believe you. One, they don't think it's important. They don't think it's important right now. And they don't think that, uh, they don't know why you have the, 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 the authority to tell them to believe them. So for, I'll give you a very simple example. We do this often in one of, you may have seen one of our products. I, it's called the Productivity Playbook. If you want it, you should check it out, productivityplaybook.info. Uh, the copy on that page is insane. We keep rotating it. It, it varies from pain to pleasure to performance. It's, it's pretty cool. But the interesting part around all of this is that it, it, the I don't believe you frame is most people don't wake up in the morning and think, oh, I need to be more productive today. They don't, right? That's just, that's, and that goes into the, I don't believe you, I don't need it frame. And I'll get to that in a second. But first let's talk about the, I don't believe you. The, the why, I have to convince them why it's important. So I have to convince them why it's important, why it's important now, and then why I am the person to deliver that importance. Now, the, I don't believe you frame, I, what I'm trying to tell you is the sooner you can tell them about why you are going to deliver that result, the better. Now, here's the best way to deliver that result. Uh, it's, this is a three-part way of delivering the result. The first is you show them, you show them a success. You say, uh, hey, this is how you get six-pack abs, right? The way you get six-pack abs is, is you have the four controllables. You do X, Y, Z, A, B, C, and you get it. Well, the problem, that's the result. The problem that most people can't do is that they can't do it themselves. That's all you're hammering home, that they can't do it themselves. Because if they could do it themselves, then we all would have six-pack abs, right? Then you say, instead of saying, let me tell you why I am great, you can say, let me give you an example of how I worked with my client to deliver the result that he wanted. Let me tell you about my client, Sharon. My client, Sharon, you know, had a, you know, had a pot belly like Chris Christie, whatever. And you just walk down the thing and tell them what you did so that 
they know that you were the one that solved the problem. So think about these three parts. Number one, to be successful, you need to do blank. You can't, number two, you can't do blank on your own because if you could do blank on your own, you would have, and everyone would be a billionaire. Everyone would be driving a Lambo. Everyone would have, be able to sell their own home. Everyone would be able to write their own insurance policy. Everyone would be able to uh, whatever, be, you know, be, be financially free and have a billion dollars. And then instead of saying, I am the answer, you say, well, let me, let me tell you about my client, Sharon, who was in that situation. And then you tell the story of how you helped that person. That is the way you actually convince somebody when you say that I don't believe you, you have the, you, you, you fill the gap. This is how you get a success. You can't get success on your own. Let me tell you how I help my client. Nowhere in there did you say, I am amazing, right? That's the most ultra important part of this is nowhere in there do you say, I am amazing. And that's very cool, right? So five core objections. Number one, uh, uh, I don't have enough time. Number two, I don't have enough money. Number three, it won't work for me. Number four, I don't believe you. Number five, this is probably my most favorite of all, is I don't need it. I don't need it. Here's the interesting part about the I don't need it. I would say 90% of people out there are selling stuff that people don't really need right now all the time, right? So if you're selling insurance, uh, unless something dramatic is gonna happen right now, they don't need it right now, right? If you're selling real estate, until they have to move, sell, buy, whatever, they don't need it right now. If you're selling uh, um, you know, supplements, unless they feel sick or they're scared of something, they don't need it right now. If you're selling Botox and whatever, plastic surgery, unless they are in company of their friends who are way cuter, way hotter, have way bigger, whatever, they don't need it right now, right? If you're selling business coaching, they always believe that they don't need it right now. And it's super interesting when you say, but most people believe that they don't need anything. They don't need it. And if they will figure it out when they do get there and they, and they actually do need it. And that's ultra interesting when you think about the world that way, right? So the question is, how do you, how do you get people to know when they actually need something? And the, the need thing is really, really, really important. And that's, again, that's why when you stand in front of a, uh, an audience teaching a topic or talking about a subject, 99% of them, unless they're enamored by how cute you are or uh, how much your reputation precedes you or how much energy you have, they do not care about like what you're going to say to them. They don't think they need it. And the question is, how do you get them to think that they need it? So that's, that's, I'll come back to the why frame, the three whys again. Number why, why is this important? Why is this important now? And then you say, let me tell you why I'm here to say it. So for example, you would say something like, um, so I'll do the, we're on the six pack ab thing, right? So I'll do the six pack ab thing. Most people believe that nobody wakes up in the morning thinking that I need six pack abs. No one thinks that, right? They wish they had it, but they don't, they don't, they don't need it. They're happy to wake up and eat some more bonbons, right? So if you were to frame that, you would say something like, um, 80% of the United States is, uh, is, is, is clinically obese right now. Compare that number to 20 years ago, it was 40%. Compare the number to 25 years ago, it was 12%. The interesting part is um, in the next 20 years, I believe that even though our weights are gonna be more, the US is going to uh, not consider us chronically obese. And the reason is we've all changed our standards on what we believe to be obese and not. Now, I don't care about what people look like, I don't care about what people sound like, but the health conditions are crazy. Here are the three. Here's my aunt. She struggled with this. Here's my friend. He struggled with this. 
you don't need to have six pack abs, but you need to get X, Y, Z because if in the next six months or the next 12 months, this doesn't happen, your chance of heart disease goes to the roof. Your chance of not being away around for your children's graduation goes to the, goes to 86%. Your chance of not, you know, uh, not actually hitting your IRA withdrawal rate goes through the roof. Yeah, like you can start saying why it's important now, right? Here's a problem, why it's important right now. You're creating the urgency around why they need it. And then you have to frame as to why you are the right person to deliver it. And the easiest to frame, way to frame why you're the right person to deliver it is to literally talk about experience. You either talk about experience in the number of, hey, here's the number of insurance policies I've written. Here's the number of supplements that I've sold. Here's the number of real estate that I've sold. Here's the number of clients that I've helped. Here's the number of six-pack abs that I've got. Here's the number of pounds that I've lost. That's fine. Or you can straight up say, uh, in the last, this is the easiest way, by the way. Hey, in the last 14 years, I have done what Malcolm Gladwell calls the 10,000 hour rule. If you don't know the story, Malcolm Gladwell says that when you get to, when you hit the 10,000 hours of obsessively working on one topic, you start to get operational mastery in it. Now, I'm not saying I'm a master. I'm saying I am a student of the 10,000 hour rule when it comes to getting people healthy so they can live their lives with their family, so they can do the things that they love and so they can make gobs of money. In the next 15 minutes, I'm going to tell you about three ways in which you can live your life with more energy, be able to spend more time with your family and make gobs of money, right? Did you see that? Now you're trying, you have to convince somebody that they need it before you actually sell them on what they need. That is literally all we're doing in the productivity playbook. Like if you read, go to productivityplaybook.info, uh, unless we switch out the copy on this one, you will see a something called a hospital bed framework. Like I talk about a story where I was uh, sick and I was running a $3 billion company while I was sick. And I wished no, I wished that on nobody. There's a reason for that. I don't want anybody to feel that way. So I'm trying to tell people, hey, if it could happen to me, it can happen to you too. Don't let this happen to you. Get productive right now. It's not going to, you know, don't wait for shit to hit the fan and then do this, do this now. Right. And that's super important. So I'm trying to introduce the uh, the urgency of what it is now so that they don't believe the, I don't need it. Right. So if you think, if you think about this a lot, uh, a lot of times how I think about it is I go in reverse when I'm answering these questions, either in copy or in a story or on stage or in a course. Um, I go this way. Number one, I don't need it. If they go, I don't need it. The, the two, two last uh, objections are kind of tied together. I don't need it. And I don't believe you. Those can be solved with the three Y frames. Why is this important? Why is this important right now? And why do I have to listen to you? If you solve those three, you're automatically in, it's, it's not about you anymore, right? Then it goes to that it won't work for me, right? It won't work for me. They've already accepted that you can deliver the solution. Then it goes to that it won't work for me. Whether it won't work for me solution is we know the wrong way to handle it, which is we don't say we have succeeded with their fail. We don't do that. We talk about, hey, this is what needs to be successful. This is the way uh, you can do it on your own. Let me give you an example. That is the easiest way to solve that because then it shows you as the authority that you've dealt with many of this in the past. Once you've solved, I don't need it. I don't believe you. It won't work for me. Now it comes down to their two little surface objections. And that is the really simple left brain objections, right? Which are, I don't have enough time and I don't have no money. And those are easy to solve. I don't have enough money is easy to solve with value stacking because you can say, hey, if you have this, you'll save a bunch of money in the future. Would you like a small investment now for a large investment later? I'll give you a money back guarantee, things like that. That's the I don't have enough money. The I don't have enough time is basically how you can solve the I don't have enough time is, hey, you can take as long as you want to do this. 
I have a step by plan, step planned up approach, so you always know what your next step is. Uh, you only need 12 minutes a day, and in, and in 12 days you'll see the results. If not, you can give, I'll give you your money back. All of this is ultra important because it allows you to solve the I don't have enough time objection, right? The struggle for most people is they try to design this amazing program or amazing experience for their clients, or they think they're going to send them gifts and make them feel better about themselves after after an appointment. All that's very interesting, right? But the 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 gift that you send them, the the you know the the uh, how amazing your presentation was, the lower the fee, the great referral or relationship that you have, all of those don't even have a chance to play into any of the things that we're working on if you don't solve the five core human objections, right? Especially in reverse order. Number one, I don't need it. If someone is calling you for an insurance policy or someone's calling you to list their home for real estate or someone's calling you for coaching, they already need it. So the fifth objection is solved. Now you only have to solve the fourth objection, which is I don't believe you. If you solve the fourth objection, they will say, oh, I need it and I believe you, but it won't work for me. Then you say, if you solve the, it will work for me. Then you say, well, I don't know if I have enough money. And if they solve that objection with risk reversal on money, saying get a money back guarantee, whatever, then you'll say, I don't have enough time. Then you can say, you don't need the time. I give you the plan. I'll do all the work. It's done for you. They're like, ah, now they feel really good because all five objections are solved. All right. This is where this is get, this stuff gets really interesting. This is not a, uh, this is not some kind of, you know, get rich quick hack. That's not what I'm suggesting. What I am suggesting is that taking the five core objections and layering them into your into how you think about new business development, how you think about your existing clients, how you think about getting more referrals, how you think about growing your brand, how you think about creating new content, creating new content. Um, let's talk about this for a second. The easiest way to create new content is to take one of the objections and then just spin around them, right? You can literally say, uh, you, you get on Instagram reels and say, uh, after helping 4,000 clients so far, I still have clients that tell me that they don't need it. They don't need X, Y, or Z. Let me tell you why you need it and why you need it right now. One, two, three. That's really good content. Or you can say, hey, even though I have, even though I have 1,000 reviews on LinkedIn and 400 reviews on Google and you know 7,000 happy clients with 300 testimonials, our clients still tell me that they don't believe me. And so to do that, what I do is I do blank. I do a 30-day free trial. I, you know, I don't take you on until I can give you a result first. Your first, you know, whatever. Now you can show that, right? Every time you create content, if you do one of these objections, you're literally talking to the core objection need in someone's mind. And it's super easy. And, and everything that you build around is if you can solve these five things, this is when you get, this is how you get to a yes. And if you, if you think about it, I'll, I'll finish up with this. If you think about it, let me break this down for you. You know, uh, how many of you have heard of uh, times when people tell you in an appointment, hey, you, you, need, you need to get them to say yes seven times, only then do they really mean yes. You need to have them get mini micro, uh, mini micro acknowledgements or micro wins or micro yeses. You hear that a lot. What do they mean by that? They're not saying, would you like to work with me? Yes. Would you like to work with me? Yes. Would you like to work with me? Yes. Would you like to buy my stuff? Yes. No, that's not what they're saying. What they're saying is there are these levels of objections and they want people to say yes at different levels to solve each objection. Number one, like in reverse, right? I don't need it. But if you can solve it, they're like, ah, oh, yes. Yes, I get it. Number two, I don't believe you. Ah, oh, yes, I believe you now. Number three, oh, oh, it won't work for me. Oh, yes, I believe it'll work for me. Number four, I don't have enough money. Ah, oh, yes, I think I have enough money, especially to give me this guarantee. Number five, 
I don't have enough time. Oh, yes, I think I think I can squeeze out like an hour a day to, to work on this if it's really going to give me that result. That's the yeses people are looking for. The, the, it's, the core objections are layering on the yeses because that yes is also a yes that uh, dramatically prevents you getting a uh, uh, buyer's remorse. You will never have buyers because people, you've gone through the levels of people saying no, which is really, really important, right? So there are five core objections normally. Uh, I'll say them in order first, but you handle them in reverse. Number one, I don't have enough time. Number two, I don't have enough money. Number three, it won't work for me. Number four, I don't believe you. Number five, I don't need it. But the way you handle them is they're in the in reverse because you say, first, you have to get them to say they need it. So I don't need it. Then I don't believe you. Then I, it won't work for me. Then I don't have enough money. Then I don't have enough time. If you figure out that, almost uh, always you're on your way to a lot more yeses and a lot less no's when you are pitching, when you're writing, when you're selling, when you're helping, and when you're building and growing your business. So hopefully those five core objections help you get a lot more money. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. I took some of my best ideas from the last 20 years and created a five-day MBA. It's quick and action-packed that you can listen to on the go, just like this podcast. And I want to give it to you for free, just as a thank you for listening to the show. No fluff, no gimmicks, just pure actionable ideas for you to use instantly. You can grab it right now at businessschoolshow.com. That's businessschoolshow.com dot com.